0: Out, ho, oh, zipity doo da, uh, oh, zipity doo da, uh, Checker. Uh, what is going on? <clears throat> I don't know what's going on in my throat, man. I'm telling you. It's weird. I'm a tourist, dude. I'm going I I, I got to tell y'all. I think anyone who listened to the last episode, this was my first like wine cast episode. It was really early in the morning and I was on my coffee and I was just kind of rambling everywhere about wine, the basics of wine. But it's something I want to do more in the future, and do some more of these wine ones where maybe you send in more questions, I'll be able to answer them. we can get dive down to like specific varietals, but uh I know uh may have been kind of late dropping these dropping these episodes, but uh the Taurus, you know apparently Tauruses are tori I don't know what the fuck you call it. I don't know what you call it, man I call it I just know it's Taurus on Pokemon, uh which I haven't seen Detective Pikachu, but that's beside the point. Apparently, uh, one of the physical defects is their throats, which is not good because I talk for a living. I just talk for a living. My throat's always been messing with me, man. And I don't know. Am I starting this thing already? Yeah, I guess I'm already going to start it. Whatever. Uh, It's May 13, 2019. And yeah, it it was a slow start to me because my birthday, my friend's. Is uh, May the Fourth be with you? And old Dom Caesar, he turned the uh, he turned the dirty thirty. Oh yeah, he did. Oh, he did it like a gentleman. He did it in style. He did it standing up. You know, I made it. I made it through. So the first week of uh, May was pretty much. I wasn't going to get an episode out. There's no way. I was planning on doing it on Cinco de Mayo, which is always, you know, the follow-up to my birthday. The, You know, which is awesome because, you know, when you're in your young 20s, basically like 18 to 25, it's like, oh, it's my birthday. And then you wake up and it's like, oh, now I have another, like, reason to Booze and have fun and go celebrate some Mexican holiday I don't even know shit about, but I live in San Antonio, so I'm already around a whole bunch of Mexicans anyways. Because this was Mexico, and then we fought for it and we won, and then we were our country, and then we got fucked over on taxes and trade routes, and then we ended up as a part of the U.S. But God bless, dude. So it's usually nice to have Cinco de Mayo after your birthday. It is. It is. It is nice, but not when you turn the dirty thirty and your birthday. You pretend you're Nikki Six, okay? You pretend you're Steven Adler. Yeah, you think you're Slash, dude. Uh, that's how I did it, and uh, it went hard. It went hard in the paint. Hold oh, up, those vibrations all hit through here. Hold up, it's all good. It's all good. Alright, so yeah, I felt like Nikki Six, I felt like Slash, dude, I did it like Axl Rose, I was everywhere, it was great, Uh, Cinco de Mayo though, however, it was not, not so great, I woke up, I felt like, heck, definitely trying not to curse as much, you know, that was, that was my mission statement, 50 something episodes ago, I was going to quit cursing. And I think I'm doing my best. I'm hopefully not going to use the F word too much. I would love for my my grandma to listen to this. And she always tells me, she's like, I just can't. She's like, I can't get past, you know, how many times you use the F word. I don't know if I just need to get it out. Just be like, fuck! And then just get it out of me. Maybe I can last the rest of the episode without yelling. Um, But uh, I'm just you just you just realize finally that, yeah, your body just can't do it anymore, and I'm at that point, and that's you know what I'm coming to terms with it, I'm coming to terms with it, so yeah, the first week of May was you know pretty much that was it recovery single to Mayo recovery just uh, it took me we have this really great hamburger joint down down the road from where I live and we, I got a burger from there, and I think it took me somewhere in the ballpark of about four hours to finally eat one burger. I couldn't eat the fries, just to get it in my stomach, and uh next day, I had to go to work, and I, sh- I knew I should have requested off another an extra day, and I didn't. I didn't do it, but I didn't think, and everyone told me, hey, when you turn the Dirty 30... When you turn the dirty 30, you're going to wake up and you're going to feel it. Your back's going to hurt this and that. Uh, one of my coworkers was telling me that. And I was like, yeah, you know, i yeah, ever since like 27, I, I felt it, you know, it's not like it's a new, it's a new thing. I know my metabolism's slowing down, starting to get the old saddlebags, you know, I don't, I don't care, uh, how, how big my pubic bush is anymore. I don't give a fuck, dude. Um, Oh, sorry, Grandma. I just said, fuck, and pubic bush in the same sentence. We're going to keep working on this. We're going to keep working on this, Dominic. We're going to keep working on this. So uh, I woke up, and I, I, I on Sigo Mayo, I thought my right big toe was broken. I don't know how. It's starting to feel better now. It was probably like a small like hairline fracture. It's a little sore still. Uh, it what is today's the thirteenth and this happened on the fourth, yeah. So it's it's still a little sore, and then my my whole lumbar, all my lower back was just thrown out. I would I felt like a dried out sponge. There was no amount of water I could drink. I was just chugging water, chugging water, chugging water. After drinking water for like 6 hours i finally took a piss and i swear to y'all it looked like olive oil <sighs> and i think even parts of it you know f- were floating on top of the water like olive oil would do in a toilet it was it was it was a thick one kids you want to talk about the color straw it was it was pretty fucking straw oh and speaking of colors uh right now Dude, badass cars in the worst colors, dude. The worst. The gayest fucking colors. But, you know, it's like, I love the gays, dude. Some of my best friends are the gays or the binaries or whatever the fuck they want to get called. But you know what? It's not fair. They jacked basically all the colours They jacked the rainbow. They stole the damn rainbow. And so when I use this term, cars in gay ass colors i'm talking about cars that literally when they're driving it's every color of the rainbow you know what i'm talking about it looks like motor oil like after it rains you know you got that little stream running down you know like in the it movie or whatever and you get that little sheen of motor oil on top it's like that color i don't even know what you call that color it's just uh, <sighs> Translucent, I, I god knows what it's ugly, it's fucking ugly. And you're gonna go out and you're gonna buy yourself like a $70,000 badass sports car and then paint it that color. Good luck ever trying to trade it in or sell it. You know, that happens to cars, people you're not always going to have the job you have. You're not always going to get paid what you get paid for. It's why, that's why like building your life around what your income is, it's why you got to live beneath your means. You have to because you never know when when that pay cut is going to come or the new job that might make you happier but you're going to make less but now you've built your life around a certain amount of income, you know, and you got to turn in your fucking turquoise pink blue ass dodge challenger and they're gonna go ah i love the car we can sell it for parts or paint it gunmetal black like you should on a badass modern day american muscle car like who thought dude that's like a color of a hot wheel i remember being in uh elementary school and i wanted for some reason i think it was because i watched a lot of jurassic park i wanted a jeep but I wanted a teal colored Jeep. When I told my dad that, he just didn't respond. He was just kind of like, uh, do you know what color teal is? And I was like, yeah, I love that color. He was just kind of like, oh, okay. I hope this one turns out all right. Uh, and I feel like that this, this translucent, weird, purple, fucking blue, green, chameleon color is, is all the same shit. And you're not going to get anything for it, dude. Nothing. Idiots, dude. I I don't know. You you get your colors, buy your cars in neutral ass colors. Black. Well, someone's gonna. I know someone's gonna fucking message me. Uh, Dom, actually, black is a lack of color. It's actually a shade. Uh, so fuck yourself. I don't care, dude. Uh, we'll paint your car in that shade then in the 50 shades of whatever the fuck dude okay uh, and those are the kind of people that are gonna like like women's fingernail polish they have to have the craziest names the craziest names like pumpkin spice, lion pussy orange and you're like what what why okay i'm gonna buy it but why Why? But I know it's going to be like perfect for fall. This pumpkin spice lion pussy orange is going to be perfect for fall. Or maybe like a a, late summer soiree. That's how I thought though. That's how I thought all in elementary school. And I went to a private school. And it was like a Baptist, a super... Like Southern Baptist private school. It was a church that built a school and had a bunch of trailers on the side. And I went there from kindergarten all the way to sixth grade. So in my first year of public school was seventh grade. And it was – it definitely molded and changed me because it was a culture shock. Like I'll tell you, when I got to seventh grade – I know what well, I, I I may have talked about this on the podcast before but I, I had a friend over the other day and he went to private school as well he went to two different kind episcopalian and I think a catholic one I asked him did you get butt fucked by any priest and he said no nah. he was lucky he said it wasn't cute enough I said all right well you're good for you you know you got by he got by on his looks uh but even though I think he's a uh stand up guy he'll uh, you know, I can judge the beauty in other people. You know, he's he's a handsome looking guy, but whatever. That's a whole different story. I'm not trying to fuck him. All right. You know, you know how Dom Caesar does it. Pngod, pink nipple ganger or die. Or actually, I'm just I'm an equal opportunity employer, so it really doesn't fucking matter. But anyway, so I, I, I'm a, I'm in private school. Really, no computers or technology. Uh, we did cursive every single day of my life. Even in kindergarten, when we'd start writing, it was in cursive we would write Bible verses and we would have to memorize Bible verses. And at the end of the week, you'd have to do it. And if you didn't get your Bible verse memorized and you'd sit there and you would write verses over and over. And I always thought, you know, like there was never no anything kind of like in the school suspension or something, but most of those classes, that's basically what it was. I was like, all right, for the next 45 minutes, you're just going to write this Bible verse in cursive over and 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 over again. Right, and then everyone's got uniforms, right? So there's there's no sense of style. Uh, there's no like computers. All all the higher ups dress very modestly. Uh, no one dances. You know, there was no real like music. We would have music. We'd go to church as a class. It was like a class every single day. We'd have chapel. We'd have to go to chapel, and then uh, we'd play on the playground. And we, I think I went to school like the same. There was like a core group of maybe eight of us or nine of us. I would say like a core group of like eight or nine of us. And (laughs) I went to school with them for that long. I guess seven years, seven years of school with them. And whatever they knew was like the shit I knew. Like that was it. Uh, I was in this bubble. So when I got to a public school... It was fucking horrible. And I started hearing, like I said, like the curse words for the first time. Like, I just remember being there uh, first day of school, waiting outside, ready to get in the class. And this guy, and I remember, I I don't want to say he was like effing rats were shitting all over the apartment. F that. And this teacher is just standing there. And I look at the teacher and I was just like, dude, like in my head, I was like, dude, what are you doing? This guy's like, he's, he's saying the worst shit ever. And then that's when I found out I was in the Wild West. It was a brand new world. And I had no sense of style. I had no clue how to dress. And so I looked around. Most people had baggy jeans. Jinkos were very, very in, if you remember. Uh, They were like the super baggy jeans that always had some embroidered, like, clown on the back. Or like one of those uh, Mexican uh, sugar skulls with, like, some hands praying. I don't know if the owner of that company was Catholic or what. They were definitely, well, they were definitely ghetto. It'd be like, let's embroider some dice on the back with some little homies, dude. So I saw those and I I guess I gravitated towards like this, like skaters. I saw how they dressed and I was like, that seems kind of normal. Maybe that's it. Because the first day I went to school, I thought I was pimping in seventh grade and I. I wore like a Hawaiian t-shirt with like my khaki pants and the worst shoes ever. I don't. They were they were like one step away from just literally the the heels lighting up. You know what I mean? Like I was that far behind, so automatically, I am a target and I'm getting bullied. Uh, seventh grade was I got bullied so hard that. I mean, I never thought about like killing myself like kids nowadays, but if there was like social media, I would have been roasted so horribly. And so I remember going to like a BCIS class or something and we, I walk in and I don't know how to use a keyboard. I mean, we didn't take keyboard lessons. I think there there was maybe in fourth grade, we took like typewriting. So you had to make sure everything was perfect the first time. Or else you would have to. You couldn't go back, and you have to start all over again. So now I'm sitting in front of a computer, which is like nicer than I've ever seen. It's a public school computer, and a not very good public school. It's nicer than the one we had at home, uh, definitely. And I had no clue how to type. And I told the teacher, I was like, "Well, I can write in cursive." She goes, "Cursive? We no one writes in cursive anymore. We everything's typed out. All everything you're gonna do is gonna be typed out." And I was so scared because I knew I was like, I am already so behind. I'm so slow to everything, the whole learning curve. I don't know how to dress. I don't know how to type. I didn't know what any, I remember the, the, the whistle blowing or whatever for class to end. And someone was like, oh my God, it's the first day of school. And someone's already got condoms in the, in the urinal. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, what are condoms? If we even like talked about sex in private school, you couldn't. And it was always just like, not until you're married, and that was like all they told you. I was like, what the fuck is a condom? And I don't—I was just too embarrassed to say anything to anyone. I didn't want to get bullied anymore. A lot of like—I—I I got bullied by these. I can just remember—I I dreaded, even though I loved the class. It was like a architecture kind of class, like I don't know it was some kind of architecture class where you use like CAD back then. And you could, you could make like, um, like do like floor plans and like see it in 3d. And they taught us how to like screen print and do all this cool shit. And there was this one older Mexican dude. You could tell like he's dropped out or he like couldn't pass seventh grade. Like, I don't know how many times he was definitely older and bigger or he hit puberty like a lot quicker. And he just fucked with me so bad. And I I would dread going to that class. Because I didn't want to get bullied. I didn't want to get picked on. And I knew every time. If he was there. If he wasn't like skipping class. And he was there. I knew it was going to be shit. I was like I'm going to get bullied. Fuck this guy. Like it would make me so scared. And I already felt alone at that school. Uh, And I dreaded them. I, I, it was the first time I almost felt like hate for someone. I never like hate such a strong word and I don't like using it. I don't hate people. I, I love people, all sorts of people. That's why I, I, I did bartending for so long and I was in the industry I am because I love people. And I also feel like a life of servitude uh, not only is important to everyone, but for someone who's ego just inflates every second they breathe it's good to have a job that fucking balances you down um so that guy though made me so like uh, hateful in my in my oh just scared it was like fear like true fear of just someone i look back at it was what how old are you in like seventh grade like 13 or 14 something like that Probably 13 years old. This guy was probably like 15, 14 because he failed so many fucking times. his jackass. Um, jackass. And then I finally started making friends. And it was... The other thing I feared was lunch. Because I was used to the same like eight or nine kids my whole life. And then I show up in the cafeteria and there's just hundreds of kids and there's cliques, you know you had back then like these gangs, you know, middle school gangs. Like when I think about it now, um it's fucking so dumb that there would be middle school gangs, but uh well, write that note down. Yeah, there were like the Crips and the Bloods and then, you know, there was no dress code so people had bandanas. This is before they could you know, they could stop doing bandanas and uh Like skateboard gangs. Just dumb shit like that. And I didn't know where to sit. And for the love of God, man. This was like my very first friend I ever met in middle school. and His name's been on the tip of my tongue since like two episodes ago. When Jordan and I were telling stories about elementary. It was a black kid. Little black kid. And he invited me to go sit at his table. And it was all all the black kids. And they just accepted me. And I was weird. And they thought that was cool. And and I started getting more comfortable. And I was getting uh, louder. And, you know, they were loud. And I was loud. And they were laughing. They kind of remind me, like, my Italian side of the family. I was like, dude, these people know how to have a good time. They're all just busting jokes. Kids were making beats with their pencils on the fucking tables. And... I just remember my friend being like, hey, so what kind of music do you listen to? Uh, he was like, what kind of music do you listen to?
1: I was like, oh, you
0: know, like DC Talk, P.O.D., like no, no secular secular music whatsoever besides maybe like Willie Nelson and Elvis. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I just, so those are my bands, those are the jams, you don't listen to that? He's like, he's like, I never heard none of that. So he ends up burning me my first CD, and it was like a Swish-A-House mixtape. And if anyone doesn't know what Swish-A-House was, it was that whole chop-and-screwed uh, southern rap movement. I think it really started kind of Port Arthur, Texas, all throughout the, the Gulf Coast uh, in Texas. It was very big, and they would do these long freestyles and you had people like slim thug and Fifty Fifty twin and mike jones and little kiki and then they would have the same version of the cd but the cd would be purple and it'd be the chop and screwed and a 10 minute song now is like 35 fucking minutes long it's like listening to stairway to heaven on slow-mo and then they would say a line and then it would be like and then go back to like Back then hoes didn't want me. Now I'm hot hoes um. Back then hoes didn't want me. Now I'm hot back. Back then, back, back then, back, back. And you would just listen to it. And that was like my my real first experience with like secular music in general. And this is before I picked up a guitar too. So like my introduction into actual music. Not saying that DC Talk and P.O.D. and all those Christian bands and stuff weren't actual music. They were. But I am saying just the music world, my introduction was southern rap. And it's still to this day, I am a huge um, hip-hop rap fan, uh, southern rap especially. And it's it's always stuck with me. And I just got to remember my boy for showing me that. And that kind of branched off into other bands. And then I had a friend (laughs) who later became a roommate of mine. Um, and went back into the military, but this guy was a super metalhead. And this was back when you could. And I remember meeting him, and he was just so fucking weird. We'd wear those bracelets with like the spikes that you would buy at like Hot Topic. And this guy would spike like four parts of his bangs. He would, he would he would get his bangs and put all this gel in it and it would just make four spikes that went down like the front of his face. Like if you're having a conversation with them, it was like you were talking through him, like to him like through like shitty jail bars or something. Like, But he was one of my favorites. And the guy was goofy as shit, but he was all in the metal. And then he got me – he gave me this CD uh, by a band called System of a Down, and the CD was called Toxicity. And he's like, dude, you need to listen to this. He's like, fuck P.O.D. and all that. That's not rock and roll. That's not anything. So he gave me that Toxicity CD. And if anyone knows anything about uh, System of a Down, that was the album that had aerials in the sky when you lose small mind then chop suey. Like, wake up! Grab a little makeup! Well, I remember the first song on that album because I would listen to it while at night before I was going to bed, like super quiet. So my parents didn't know I had a, a system of a down, because um, they were so strict. They didn't know I had a system of a down CD. And I just remember the first track, I I, I remember perfectly. It was called Prison Song. And it just starts off like, They try to build a prison. They try to build a prison. And... I was like, holy shit. And for a long time, I was like, this is the hardest music I've ever heard. Even though bands like Mastodon, you know, Guar, like actual late 80s metal, too, like Metallica, late 80s, early 90s, like all that existed. I just never knew about it. So I thought System of a Down Toxicity was like the hardest thing in the world. And then I ended up picking up uh, Linkin Park's Hybrid Theory, which to this day I think might be. My favorite album of theirs and probably one of their only really great albums. I'm not saying they're a one-hit wonder or anything, but yeah, it kind of it kind of infused the rap that I was already listening to now with the rock and roll my friend was trying to show me and I fell in love with it. And then I stopped started, to stop getting bullied. Um because I was hanging out with all my black friends and stuff. And I just remember, uh, like dreading, like to go to this class. And I was, I was at lunch. Now I had a table and I had a place to sit out at, at lunch. And I remember telling my friends, like, I was like, yeah, man, this guy, I don't know what his problem is. Like, he just, he just fucks with me. And they're like, Oh no, who's fucking with you, man. You tell us, you tell us who's fucking with you, man. And I was like, uh, Dude, this guy, he just he has his class. And there's also one other white guy uh, in that group. He always had like a shaved head. He was high as shit all the time. And he had, uh, uh what my nipple rings, like bull rings in his ears. And he had that class with me. And he goes, He's like, that guy's been fucking with you, man. And I was like, Yeah, dude. And like, he just keeps talking shit to me. And like, I don't even want to go to that class. I was just venting. And, after that day, bro, that dude never bothered me again. I don't know like they all met up, they said some shit to him. Uh but yeah, they I never got bullied after that. And one of the guys, that one guy that why that white dude, he's actually still one of my friends on Facebook. I've I've kept in contact with that guy ever since I think he's one part that really like helped me stop getting bullied and you know I, I usually don't name names on here so I'm not but dude just shout out to that guy like that guy was awesome and he kind of changed my whole middle school experience so by eighth grade I was I was on it because then I didn't worry like even the teachers are saying things that like I, I didn't even believe a teacher could say like, I remember going to PE seventh grade for the first time and having a, a coach LeBlanc, old gentleman, super old gentleman. Um, he kind of reminded me of Cotton on King of the Hill, the grandpa on King of the Hill, the animated series on TV. That if you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, you're living under a rock. You're way too fucking young to listen to this podcast. or Maybe you're just way too old to listen to this podcast. But anyways, I just remember like the first day he goes. She's kind of telling us this format and everything. And he goes, uh, and he goes, make sure every week you take your clothes home and you get them washed. Because if you don't, you're going to get jungle rot and your penis is going to fall off. And at that time, I was like, man, they never taught me this stuff in private school. Like, holy shit. I didn't know you'd get jungle rot and your dick could fall off. Like, I learned a lot. But by eighth grade, dude, I was on fire. And that kind of just kick-started a lot for me then. After that, I was fine. And then it was weird that I ended up going to a a magnet school after that, which is essentially just like my private school where there was only like a 100 kids instead of like 20. And I just went through school with them. So my high school experience was interesting. I loved it, though, because by then I was a musician and I was playing. And we played all the... Uh, like school events and we we actually started something called comstock went to a a place called com arts communication arts high school it's probably why i talk so fucking much because i went to school to talk a lot even though i already talk a lot and by eighth grade i was so annoying dude so fucking annoying and then i get i felt like all my friends that I met ended up going to a different school because I went to this magnet school that I didn't want to go to. My uh, mother, like, wanted me to go to it because it was, like, all AP, dual credit, honors, everything it would be, look great when I graduate and blah, blah, blah. She wanted me to do it, but then I had to, like, start all over again. And the high school days, that's a whole nother damn podcast. That's a whole nother something. we're already like halfway through 30 minutes guys look it's like the old school it's like the old school where uh back then it would i would have like five pages of notes though and i would like all the early episodes like five pages of notes and i'd blow through them in like 15 minutes i'd look at the thing and just have an anxiety attack and go why the hell did i start doing this podcast thing now i'm so comfortable with you guys, I just blew thirty minutes talking about badass cars and gay fucking colors and uh and then getting bullied and jungle rotting, your dick falling off but uh let's let's talk about let's talk about this week see on my birthday yeah i did it I did it uh, motley Crue style as the kids just say now because of the dirt on Netflix, which I've not watched don't ask me anymore. I'm probably never gonna watch it. I read the book. I don't want to be one of those cocks that's like, "Oh, I read the book. I'm not gonna watch the movie, but I'm gonna," because the book was written. They had all they had all of them write it. I thought when they were the dirt when they were gonna release this was actually gonna be the real people, like Nikki Six really telling the story. No, they got like fucking Machine Gun Kelly playing Nikki Six. Like I, I'm not saying that. He's not a great actor or something. It's probably amazing, but it's just that's not what I I don't know. As much as I love Motley Crue too. And like all these kids now they're like, kick's on my heart hoping never stops. So whoa. Yeah Dude, I remember once I got into middle school by eighth grade, I was like skateboarding and all the skate music videos. All of them. They had they had some kind of badass uh, songs. Like everyone would do, you you would make your part around the songs. And I remember "Kickstart My Heart" was one of my favorite uh, skaters' like song that he sang to me. Listen to shit, like so rowdy, dude. That would make you want to wake up. And go fucking skateboard, dude. But anyways, yeah, I I, I love Molly Crew forever, dude. Uh, and I'm sure the Netflix thing is great, but it's it's not my fucking cup of tea or whiskey, dude. I'll tell you that. It's not my hot toddy. It's not my hot toddy, dude. Do you ever want to bitch slap someone more? When they use the fucking term hot toddy. Do when I bartended and some old ass lady would come in and be like, can I get a hot toddy? I just wanted it to fucking hit her in a little gizzard. You know like old ladies got those little gizzards? Just fucking karate chopping. There's a fucking hot toddy right here, dude. So I'm a little, uh, tonight wasn't like the best night at the Waterburger at the Pearl in San Antonio that I work at. Uh, but I had some funny shit go down, but I also got butt fucked royally when it came to my money, but that's all right. It doesn't matter. You like, like Drake says, what would Drake say? Um, you win some, you lose some as long as the outcome is income. Even though I felt like I lost money today. (laughs) Oh, and I forgot the clock out. Just realized it. It's too late now. It's fucking 11.58 p.m. I ain't driving back down to the Waterburger Pearl. So uh, one of my tables, first off, I knew, okay, you know when it's like a sugar baby, you know? So get, uh, I get this table, older gentleman, probably late 50s, probably, I would say 58. I could probably put my damn thumb on it. And he's with a much younger lady who I actually knew her age. It was like 27, 28, because a coworker of mine used to work with her at another joint and was like, yeah, she's been working. And then she just started hanging. This guy kept going to the table. And the next thing you know, she's living with him, And he treats her like a princess. And she was obsessed with, like, this 22-year-old who treated her like shit, but. Um, she loved him and then she met this 59 year old and now he just, he's her queen and but also they're swingers and I'm like, ah, all right, this is about to get interesting. So there's just two of them at first. It took a while for the third person, which I'm assuming is probably having a threesome right now with them, uh, to show up. So they... Right off the bat, I already know how this deal goes, you know? And you, you act like, yeah, that's that should be your daughter, but it's not. You're just fucking someone your daughter's age if you do have one. You probably don't. I don't know. If you do, she's probably stripping while you're living in some fucking $3,000 a month. Uh, never mind. I need to go down the fucking rabbit hole. This guy's all about sucking and fucking. But he was a pro at it, dude. He was... He had the hedonistic lifestyle down to a T, and how I know this is because when the third person joined the party, so, <laughs> so now I see uh, this the hostess at this Waterburger start bringing. She's she's walking this chick, roughly the same age as the younger one, and she's in this like. Fuck me pumps that are like red, and she's wearing—I don't even know if she was even wearing shorts. They were that short, and then she had some kind of like red top on. And oh, dude, she had like one of those voices where every time she spoke, all her s's sounded like this. And I just in the in the mornings and the beers, and then I had the wines. And I just want a bitch like she if she said hot toddies, I probably would have just elbowed her. But I didn't because I'm I'm a fucking professional people. Haven't you listened to anything in the last 45 minutes? A fucking professional, dude. Don't don't forget it. Okay. Shout out to all the listeners right now. All the true fucking chachis out there. Listen to this all the time, dude. And all and all my regular listeners, you don't have to listen to the wine ones, okay? That's just for people who are interested in, in wine, that's just like a separate yeah, it might just it's just like separate podcasts. You don't have to like really listen to those, don't worry. But you better be fucking listening to this one and downloading it and telling all your friends, right? So now this whore, okay, is sitting down at the table with the older gentleman, the sugar baby, and this is her interview. And this guy is so lax and fucking dazical about it, he doesn't give a shit. And the table next to him is, like, two ladies just trying to have, like, a ladies' night out or whatever. And this guy is openly asking her—they're both, like, interviewing her, like, is this chick ready to do what the fuck we're going to do, Right? Now I started noticing this because they started asking her questions. Like it was a job interview and I was like, huh? what's going on? So they, they polished off one bottle of wine and I just looked at him. I gave him the wink. He was like, yep. So I brought another bottle of wine and they started drinking. They all ate. And then that's when the conversation started getting really weird. He started, I, I was pouring some wine at this Whataburger at the Pearl in San Antonio that I work at, and he said something like he he wanted to see her. He asked about piercings, like what kind of piercings you have. Because his counterpart, the younger one, um, his sugar baby, like his, I guess his main sugar baby, has got her v J. Uh, she's got her clip pierced. How do I know this? Because they don't care. They were just talking about it out loud. So he's asking. I guess, the one... The, the In the interview, he goes, so, so what kind of piercings do you have? You know? And she starts talking about them, just sitting there like, oh. And she's like, yeah, but I don't let people like to play with those. And he goes, let me see your ears. And he shows her ears, and she's got those fucking Mexican hoop-ass earrings, dude, where I could throw a softball through them, right? And... Like, it's a super San Antonio, Mexican kind of thing, dude. And uh, he goes, well, you know, those, I don't I don't know about those. Uh, I don't know if those could work. Last time we had someone with those, uh, it got ripped out, and it looked like there was a murder in the middle of the bed. It was just blood everywhere. And I was just pouring the wine like, keep your composure, Dom, because I know you want to laugh right now so fucking bad. Because if you're gonna if you're going to talk that loud about something, let me tune in. Like I'm uh, you're making the person next to you part of your conversation. Well, now I'm part of it. Now I am part of it. Um hold up. I'm looking up something because they use a phrase. Uh they use a phrase that I didn't know. <laughs> what they were talking about? Okay, here we go. So, so they're interviewing her, and they're talking about you know different piercings. Then I go back to the table to remove some plates. And he's asking, you know, are you do you sleep on your back, your stomach? Are you a side sleeper? She was like, I'm a side sleeper, but like I don't have like a normal side. I just kind of like go back and forth from side to side throughout the night, and that I think kind of hurt her in the interview process. As I was serving this uh, table. Uh, because when when she said. She was like. I just don't have a side. I just kind of go back to back. Like toss and turn all night. He was just kind of like. Mm, I don't know if we can deal with this. You know. One of those things. And. Uh, I was like. Okay. This is getting really weird. Then I walked by again. He mentioned something about like. Uh, well. If you prefer. Like. I, I do have a sheepskin rug. And I'm like. Dude. Who's. When's the last time someone fucks someone on a sheepskin rug? 1982? 1975? Dude. Like that that's like telling van... like like old school like the Playboy bunnies that are dying right now uh just cuz they're oldest shit were fucked on sheepskin rugs. Like, Hugh Hefner was like, I got this sheepskin rug. Let's lay it out tonight. Well, he smoked his pipe. You know what I mean? So then I go near the end just to ask if they want dessert. And, of course, one of them, she was totally allergic to everything. She actually gave me a card. And it was was, uh, from (laughs) South Beach, Florida or something, some kind of uh, laboratory she went to to get all her allergies checked. And they printed her out this, like, basically – it felt like a, a debit card, and it was just a list of all her allergies. And so she gave it to me, which I actually liked because I hate when people are ordering food at this Waterburg at the Pearl in San Antonio that I work at. And they don't tell you all the allergies they have. And then the food comes out and goes, oh, I didn't know this had, like, cow's milk in it. Oh! You know? So at least she gave me a card with everything. And she... I... I did feel bad for this girl because I was like, man, she was allergic to cane sugar. So like literally any sugar, honey, cow's milk, um, turmeric was one of them, whey. uh, She had some fucking oddball. Poor girl. Like I I did feel bad about that. But when I was going to ask them if they want dessert and of course they all said no because they're going to eat each other. Um, the guy just jumps straight back into a story, I guess, I guess the interview started going better and he goes, yeah, so we went from double Eagle to something else, like some other phrase. I walked back in the kitchen. I was like, double Eagle. I'm like, okay, I know that's like a golfing term. And I know this guy's not talking about golfing with these two fucking hookers, dude. Okay. So I had, I had to look it up. So According to uh, a trusty source called Urban Dictionary, a double eagle, when you are taking a girl from behind, using your hands to massage, <laughs> using your hands to massage her ass, making an inward circle with your thumbs to insert thumbs into said ass, truly talented quotation marks eagle scouts can spit on the thumbs before penetration example i was dogging my girlfriend and gave her a surprise with the double eagle she screamed by the real shocker july 25th 2009 um that could be that could be it um that could be it. There's another one. Urban Dictionary says double eagle is a woman's vaginal hair that has been so shamefully neglected as to take care on the physical characteristics of two large eagles trapped between said bitch's ample thighs. <laughs> I don't. I didn't even know like pussy hair could grow that long. You have like a pussy afro and it makes it look like two fucking eagles. That's awesome. That's awesome, dude. And then, uh, and then two bald men hugging it out. Oh, well, that makes sense. Like bald eagles. Okay. I mean, that's weird. That's, I'm definitely thinking they were, he was doubling. he was sticking those thumbs up in there and just finger popping. He was just finger-popping the assholes. So, the guy, though, uh, Sadik, though, in the long run, because, I don't know, his tab was like $200, right? And the whole time, he's talking all his swinger bullshit. And then he gave me $16. And I tip out 5.5% on those sales. So, do the math two hundred what's five point five percent of two hundred dollars subtract that from 16 that's how much i made on that table and they were there my entire shift at the Waterburger at the pearl in downtown san antonio so that that was interesting that happened uh for sure and then another thing i don't know We have an open kitchen at the Waterburger I work at the Pearl in San Antonio. And the open kitchen, if you're not familiar with open kitchens, they're obviously uh, fucking – it's just like you're in a kitchen and someone cut a hole out and you can watch everyone do their jobs, which is cool sometimes because some kitchens, chefs get crazy, throw things at people, yell. I mean it's usually the most vulgar place you've ever been is a kitchen. You want to you wanna hear the most vulgar shit ever said? Go step into an IHOP kitchen at 10 a.m. on a fucking Sunday. And I swear to God, you probably could not erase half the shit from your memory that you're going to hear in there. That's just how kitchens are, man. And once you're around it for so long, you get jaded by it. But I'm telling you, we have an open one. This is a lot more professional because we're Whataburger in the Pearl in San Antonio, dude. And we do it right. Okay, we support the Double Eagles, dude. We support all. If you want to be two dudes hugging it out, dude, support it. Okay. Now, this table got up and was leaving, and in the middle of the restaurant, you know, that's where you can look into the kitchen, and everyone's tired. It's like near the end of the night, and the cooks are all just kind of breaking down. and uh, one of the sous chefs was there too and they're they're trying to just pump out the last the last meals you know just to get these tables food out done with so everyone can just go home and leave and this guy no shit looks like um the monopoly man if the monopoly man couldn't stop shoving donuts down his fucking pie hole the guy was The guy was fat as shit and he was visiting San Antonio, so he probably felt like at home here and pretty comfortable that he wasn't the only fat ass in this place. And now he's walking by this kitchen on his way out in a business suit, belly hanging out, and opens and looks at the kitchen and goes, hey, and opens his arms up and he goes, the pasta dish. Now, a lot of times when people walk by the open kitchen, they tip. The grill cook. They tip the cooks back there. You know the chef. They give them compliments. Say you know I've never had anyone cook my steak like that. It was the best. This guy goes. Hi. The pasta dish. It needs more pasta. It's a pasta dish. And the the face on everyone in that kitchen. These guys have been slaving all fucking day. They look up at this motherfucker and he's looking for like a reaction. He's looking for like someone to say something. And you got like five dudes with Japanese handmade knives in their hand. Just look up and stare at him. Dude, it was the best. And then he turns around and I'm behind him and he looks at me. And I'm smiling. I'm just smiling at this guy like you're such a fuck. This is handmade pasta. You get what you pay for. You just ordered the cheapest entree. It's just handmade pasta. You wanted more. Add protein to it or something. You cheapskate. You know? And it's like, do you really need more pasta? Do you really need more fucking pasta? And then you're going to go yell at the chefs that, It's a bitch to hand make that much pasta and roll it out and hand cut it. Dude, to do all that and then to yell at the chefs that did that for you? When you get the cheapest thing on the menu, dude? There's a special place in cardiac arrest hell that that guy's going to. You fat fuck, dude. It made me mad but also made me laugh. So, and then he... Never got a response because everyone just stared at him. I smiled at him, and then he just walked off. And I get, I go back in the kitchen and I go, and I, I, I tell my sous chef, I go, the fuck, this motherfucker did. What was that all about? And he goes, I don't know. He's like, you get what you pay for, and that was handmade fucking pasta. Fuck that guy. So the whole, so the whole rest of the night, it was just like. The Topachicos, we need more Topachicos. The espresso, we need more fucking espresso. To the and to this fucking guy, dude, don't walk around, dude. Whatever, man. Whatever. It was just one of those days, and if you're in the industry, you get it. You understand how that shit goes, dude. But this is one of those guys that's like, you know, yeah, you know, you're in Texas, trip over an armadillo. And accidentally get leprosy. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm not trying. Why, 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 are, you being so, why are you being so mean? Like, why are you being so mean? Dude, isn't that so fucked up? Like le- like armadillos still carry a disease that like we've eradicated years ago. That's insane. And then all these anti-vaxxer parents. They're going to be like, my child, help him. He has leprosy. Like, ma'am, that's, like, a biblical disease that we vaccinated for. Like, your kid doesn't have leprosy. No, no, my kid does. Uh, do you vaccinate your kid? No. Where do you live? Texas. Yeah. Can you imagine? Because your mom or dad's a jackass that you you go to, like, a petting zoo and you touch a fucking armadillo. And next thing you know, you wake up and, like, part of your, like, cheek is falling off and you got like black spots on your thighs you're like mom what's wrong it's the damn fluoride in the water son I'm trying to protect you you know what I mean like those people exist and that makes me mad those people exist and it just uh it pisses me off like it it should be the parent that gets the leprosy but isn't that how it works if you touch it then that person gets it I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't know, fucking doctor. The, the there's only there's only one fucking doctor. Uh, that that I'm all about, dude. And it's doctor fucking feel good, dude. See how I brought that around, dude. I I love how like everything Motley Crue. It's like. How far can I just bend these strings to make it sound like a classic car turning on? <laughs> <laughs> fucking love it, dude. That's when rock and roll had balls. And now I got these fucking all the music. Now I just found out Billy English is a female. I had no clue. Someone was like, "Oh, we saw Billy English at like uh, Go Fuck You Fest, you know, somewhere in the middle of the desert." And I'm like, dude, I, I don't know any of his songs. And they're like, Who? I was like, I don't know dude, you're talking about Billy English. And they're like, no, that it she's a it's a woman. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, so I don't know anything about this new stuff, man. I I, I really don't. Like if there's a band I could pump up right now, uh it would definitely be a Greta Van Fleet. Check them out. They're the shit. Um you can't go wrong with that. Tasty riffs, very Led Zeppelin like, and I think they're going to be. I mean, they they literally sound like a Zeppelin cover band, kind of. But they're they're really young. They have a lot. As long as like drugs and alcohol don't fuck them up at this point in their career, they're going to have a very long lasting career. And they're all super talented. And I I really like to see where they go. So, and if anyone has some music recommendations for me, please send them to me. Um, I would love that. And also, I have to make a correction on episode. 52 at Jordan and the milkman it's actually cats are actually allergic to uh cow's milk so feeding your cat dairy uh cow dairy cow's milk is actually not a good thing um it's it's actually bad for your cat so i mean it's probably just as bad as uh William Martwick wanting to drink milk the best he says the day before it expires but Whatever. So, um, and then he tried to equate that to uh, making good banana bread, but um, that doesn't work in my world. I, I, I see what kind of bridge you are trying to build, and uh, it did. It didn't work. It doesn't work. And so, yeah. Anyways, we're at fifty-seven fucking minutes. All right. Well, dude, thank y'all. Um, I'm throwing this one out there. We'll catch up. We'll catch up. We'll get two more out before may's over trust me we'll get two more out and uh thank you for everyone who's been listening share it dude tell your friends about it man number's been great so thank y'all so much and uh i guess let's let's end this on a random fact okay all sauce france right usually between sometimes germany owns it sometimes french the french own it, it just matters who won that war right now it's under french control but uh There's a little trivia I I learned today because I knew when I talk about grapes that Alsace, France, the Alsatians, not only does it have the most Michelin star rated restaurants in the entire world, it actually has more, it has more soil types than the entire country of France combined. Just that one city in France. Now that's not the trivia. Trivia is what major farming uh, company headquarters is in Alsace, France. It's John Deere. John Deere fucking tractors. And uh, someone asked me that today. I got it. Um, I nailed down the first one because I'm freakishly good at trivia. Because um, I don't know, fucking genius, full of facts that don't matter. But I just figured, of course, if you're gonna do tractors and shit. Um, go to the place that has more soil types, uh, than anywhere else in the entire world. I just figured it'd be somewhere like Oklahoma, Missouri, Texas, Arkansas, you know, somewhere, somewhere where, uh, the hicks right now. I came up with a new term. White people now are called hickers. All right. Fucking hickers out here. Over here, uh, do it. I never this white privilege do. It's like, uh, these people, like uh, I have a friend who's who I talk about on this podcast I won't say his name but um super white guy this guy I say, looks like the largest naked mole rat known to man um he his whole life people would just assume oh you're white you're rich and I just told him like dude there go to Alabama you want to see poor white There's just, there's just as many poor white people there as black people there is so many poor trashy fucking white people they invented trailer parks i mean do you fucking get that you not just cuz you're white doesn't mean you're rich or born into any kind of privilege white people created trailer parks dude so with that everyone just you know have a great great week uh and uh i'll talk to you later one hour on the dot you fucks cuz i'm a professional and uh follow me on she on Instagram at She and Twitter at Domcast210. And uh if you don't want to tell your friends do it and keep this your little secret, this is your little secret podcast you can listen to, cool dude. Keep it a secret, but you know you know just share it, dude and also